What's up, guys? So, I'm not recording an actual episode episode for today, um, but I did want, but I do have a few topics that I want to talk about in my quote unquote off season um, of my podcast. So, um, I guess what I'll call this is my OVA series, um, OVA. Um, so this will be OVA OVA one, but um. But anyway, guys, what I want to talk to you guys today about um, is basically getting is basically a getting to know me kind of episode. Um, so as you as some of you guys know, I have some preferences when it comes to anime and when it comes to how I kind of evaluate anime and things like that. And one topic that I want to discuss today is relating to characters. Um, this is often, I feel like a, um, undervalued kind of trait when it comes to us otakus, us people who watch anime and read manga. Um, because when it comes to watching anime, um, I know for example, I asked this question once to, um, Chibi J and Chibi J had said how she doesn't necessarily put herself in the characters, but she kind of relates to it, so to speak, where it's like she can understand where the characters are coming from, but she doesn't necessarily take on that persona. And so for me, and I feel like I feel like she understands as far as I feel like she does it, but I also feel like she's overthinking it that is not as a big thing as far as when it comes to relating to characters um now so i just wanted to kind of give you know a little um spiel in a sense about my theory on that and how i feel about that um but just before i get into that like i said i just want to reiterate there is this is not an episode there's no actual anime reviews there's no anime um, or manga suggestions or anything like that. This is just basically literally me talking on this topic for today. And also, I'm switching um, microphones um, as far as tools I use to record. So uh, hopefully the mic will be a bit better and the audio quality will be better. But, um, but anyway, so getting into this topic, laying the characters. Um, what makes me, when I say relate to characters, what that means is not just seeing a character, understanding the character, and then, you know, being like, okay, well, he's cool because he does this kind of move or matter of fact, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be a bit more specific. I won't be, I won't even, I won't even be generic. Um, for example, let's use Naruto. Um, one of the most popular characters in all the anime. So, relating to Naruto, um, when I say relate to Naruto, relating to that character, Naruto, um, I don't mean, for instance, like, I mean, when you see Naruto, I don't mean you see somebody that you knew that was similar to Naruto growing up. I mean, the moments that Naruto experienced, like, for instance, um, 
like take episode one when he's sitting on the swing set after he failed the um, getting test to become a ninja and he's and you hear and then you see the parents and everything talking about Naruto and everything and to their kids and stuff and how they're you know how it's like they're basically talking about him in a negative way but they're trying to not break the law about talking about him in a negative way you know what I'm saying so it's so it's no and to me um so when I said relate to that situation um you know I'm more than likely not to be as not to be as not to be assumptuous or anything but more than likely at one point in time because of who we are as a group a family um people who like anime we've been talked about ridiculed things like that so in that in that moment that's what i relate to i re- i i think of i i when I see that situation with Naruto, I think to those moments when I experienced that, when I experienced um, someone talking behind my back because of the fact of something that I liked or something that I did. And then um, and knowing that they're talking about me, but they're not saying my name. You know what I'm saying? So um, so that's what I mean by relate to a character. When you when you can see the situation happen in the anime remind yourself or think of a situation when you experience something that was similar to it and then be in that moment to the point where you feel the same kind of feeling that's being portrayed in that anime um that's something about related to, to a character and a lot of times and like i said for some people they can't do, for some people i know some people don't do that one because they're in a sense guarding themselves they're making sure that they don't you know, uh, hurt themselves or anything like that. They don't want to re-drudge up those old feelings or anything. They want to make sure that they're, you know, in their kind of own bubble where, hey, I'm just watching this. I'm not a part of it. I understand he's hurting and things like that, but I'm not going to go that far. You know, for me, when I watch anime, no, I'm going that far because to me, what's important is understanding that character, understanding the emotion that the writer is trying to portray about this character and if you can take that moment and relate to it and be able to feel it not only does it become more personal to you but it also becomes more um not just more personal i'm trying to think of the word i'm sorry um not just more personal but more only word that comes to mind is prize but it's not really the prize it's like um basically it becomes more of your kind of a favorite anime you you're able to connect with it more that's what i'm looking for you're able to connect with it more you're able to you know understand things more you're able to see you know and be able to like like when like when you think of for instance your favorite fights you think of all the action and things like that the artwork um like for example the demon slayer episode where um uh i don't forgot the character's names now um but the demon slayer episode where um the main character is fighting uh the bug dude who is um 
you know, who, who everyone, who basically we didn't think he was number, but he was actually a number. So he's fighting the bug dude, and then he unleashes the whole flame dance style with um, his sister's uh, blood art style, things like that. And then you see the whole art thing, and you're like, wow, blah, blah, you know what I'm saying? This is so cool. You know what I'm saying? And so, but for me, as much as that action scene was spot was you know was of course spectacular and amazing everything as much as that art scene was as as great as that that whole artwork and that fight scene was what captured me was actually the scenes before it um the scene where basically remember um bug dude had um had nezuko tied up and was basically torturing her basically was torturing her because he had her he had her tied up and in the sunlight and burning slowly and dying slowly. And he's in um my um the main dude is basically tied up as well, hand, you know, handcuffed down, sword broken, can't fight, and can't protect his sister. And so you're sitting, and so the same way how you may have seen or experienced um a moment where someone you care about is in a situation where they're in trouble. Doesn't doesn't have to be them being hurt or being bullied or anything like that, but just they're in a sense of trouble and you can't reach out to them. You can't go out. You can't help them. You can't be there for them. Um, you know, you can't console them or whatever. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just being just being in that kind of helpless state, you can relate to that. And then so and so for me, I'm sitting there watching this, I'm like, oh my gosh, like he is, you know what I'm saying? Like he wants to reach out so bad and he can't. And it's like, how is he going to, you know, save his sister? Because, you know, up to this point, I go into anime, but like, like, like when I go into anime, watch anime until, until further, until proven otherwise, everyone can get it as far as everyone can die. So I'm thinking, shoot, we about to lose Nezuko in about five seconds. This is, this is getting real. It's getting too real for me right now. But, um, you know, that's, that's what I was thinking. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? So. But being in that moment and seeing how helpless, you know, um, I wish I could remember his name. I cannot remember his name for nothing. I'm sorry, guys. It's brain farts. Um, too much anime. I'm sorry. Too much anime to the brain. But anyway, um, but watching him struggle with the situation and not being able to save Nezuko um, really, you know, um, really um, connected with me and really, you know, it was it was a huge thing for me. So those kind of things when those moments happen like i said that's what i that's what i think to and that's what makes that's what connects me to an anime that's what makes me remember it that's what makes me you know fall in love with the anime that's that's what makes me want to you know follow this main character because of because the because of the moments that happen in the shows and things like that that make me connect to that character and relate to that character and uh, of what they're feeling in that moment and what they're experiencing um so um so just to connect the dots with in a sense like you know well well, well if those things are what matters to you then you know what characters do you really relate to glad you asked that so um like i said I think in my first second pod episode, um, Zoro is my dude. Like, Zoro is me. I am Zoro. Literally. Um, minus the whole getting lost part. I'm not that bad with directions. I'm not going to lie. I do struggle 
going someplace for the first time if I don't know where I, you know if I've never been there before. But after that, I'm once I've been there once, I'm pretty good. I'm not that bad with directions. I don't continuously make the wrong turn five five million times. I'm not that bad. <laughs> so despite so minus that whole part of it, um, you know minus minus that whole part of Zoro. Yeah, I connect with him um, a boatload. I think I, I connect with I connect with Zoro a boatload. Um, him like Zoro when you meet him, and basically you realize that his whole thing is I just want to be the best swordsman in the world. I want to be the one to take down Dracu Mihawk, who is the number one swordsman in the world. Um, you know he that's his goal. That's what he wants to do, and he's focused solely on that. And honestly, it's funny because. Um, as you watch the show, as you watch One Piece, even when you see everybody, like everybody could be like minus the times when basically there's like minus times basically when there's a party or or celebration of some kind, minus those times, he, when, whenever they have a scene where they're on the ship and traveling, if he's not basically like sleep or, you know, or just straight up chilling, like, like resting, whatever, something like that, sitting down, whatever, or in the crow's nest, like or in the crow's nest, actually in the lookout, like working, he is training. That dude's lifting weights. That dude's that, that dude's swinging his sword. That dude is working out, like doing pushups and stuff like that. He is working at all times. He's the only dude that I know of that you actually see physically trained, like almost all the time. He's the only dude. Um you know, uh, Luffy, he has basically the Goku gene. I'm not really like, like, even though, like, even though we saw Goku train a lot of times throughout the show, Dragon Ball Z, you don't really see Luffy train like that, but you always see him pull some clutch out of his, out of his butt cheeks at the last second. Um, you know, Usopp, he's always working on, he's, he's an, he's basically being the inventor, always working on something, inventing something new, but most times that's, that's kind of his way of training. He's always making something new to compensate for his own weaknesses and his own, you know, um, Freddy Catness. Um, Nami is just Nami. You know, she, um, you know, the, the rest of the crew for the most part are all just who they are. Um, you know, Chopper, of course, he's always studying as far as learning new things, being a doctor. Um, Robin, I feel like, I feel like Robin is the sly one. Like, I feel like she trains, but because but but then again, her goal basically is archaeology. So it's like she's so it's like her kind of form of studying and training is mostly with history, not necessarily with her with her own self. But I feel like when she, I feel like she's the type that like because in the beginning, all we do we saw we saw was was see her read. That's all we did. We saw her mostly read in the free time in the beginning, and then now that they reconnected, we don't like they haven't really had a moment for them to have free time to be able to see what they would do in free time but um but i feel like she would be the type of person that would study things to her you know study like like like, like on the slide she'd be reading a book and it, and you would think it, you would think the book's about you know one thing but it's really about something totally different but anyway i, I digress um getting back to zoro so what makes me relate to zoro is the fact that one his goal to be the best um you know ever since i was little i've wanted to 
you know, of course, grow up and be really good at something and, you know, be recognized and be known across the world. So, um, you know, uh, I can relate to Zorro on that scale in a sense of not wanting to just live a dull life and wanting to be remembered. Now, him now, even though even though that even though the source of that goal is brought up from a tragedy event, um, mine is not. You know, it's not it's not brought through tragedy. I didn't lose anybody that made me made me feel that way. At least technically not really. But anyway, I'm not going there. But anyway, um but anyway, so you know, Zoro has so Zoro and I share that that common that common idea and goalism. And also, but what really makes me connect with him the most is the fact of his position in the crew. Zoro is by and large second in command um even though like i was i was talking to um one of my guests foggy about this um a while back but basically you know because foggy brought the fact that he was saying how like well zoro's always you know been number two and to me not really not really i mean he has in some aspects of it but not really and because when you think about it Luffy Luffy needs something from everybody. That's the whole reason. And he's even admitted that. Um, he's even admitted that I think in I can't remember in what fight it was against. It might have been against Garp. I don't know. Um, but I remember him having a fight, somebody, and he admitted, you know, how he you know he doesn't he, like like he doesn't want to be alone. He doesn't want, you know, like like he knows he can't, you know, you know, he isn't stupid, he knows he can't do everything by himself. He needs help from everybody to get things done because he can't do everything. But he can fight. So his goal is to, you know, his job is basically to protect everyone to make sure he becomes, you know, the, um, the, you know, the um, strongest, the, the pirate king. But anyway, I digress. So, but Luffy needs something from everybody. And to me, like, for instance, um, when it comes to, like, just best friends in life like best friend like like that's my that's my dude we can joke we can play we can do whatever we can hang out that's my dude that's Usopp Usopp is by and large Luffy's best friend that's his dude like like when um like whenever Luffy is joking around on the ship playing around whatever by and large who's always there Usopp, Chopper, maybe Frankie, and um and Brooke. Those are the people he connects with as far as like in life. Like, like, even if I like if I like if basically if he was just a normal pirate, like 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 he wasn't even trying to be pirate king, if he was just about being a pirate and chilling and doing whatever he wanted to do, he would he would probably have just those four people and he would be cool. They would get lost as crap and wouldn't really get far anywhere. But because they're chilling, it don't really matter. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like that's who he connects with as far as Luffy, the person, you know, living life on a ship. Um, now, when it comes to battle, when it comes to war and com- like like war and comrade in arms, that's Zoro and Sanji all day. That is Zoro and Sanji all day. And there is no question that Zoro um, and Luffy 
have a mutual respect of each other. And in and, and, and all honesty, in the like two or three times they've kind of butt heads, like seriously butt heads, they've almost always tied. So I wouldn't I honestly wouldn't be surprised if literally Zoro is just as strong as Luffy. And not to and then, I mean it's no coincidence that every now granted the foes they fight are always you know on a different scale because Luffy's always taking out the stronger dude and Zoro's always taking out most time the second in command you know the, the second in command villain like the vice villain so to speak but by and large um you know and that's kind of how I always see myself I always see myself like when I'm working when I'm doing anything kind of a bit as whatever i see myself as a very good lieutenant i see myself as someone that can that can do things that can see the big picture and be able to run the team in a sense to be able to be efficient to be more efficient and more effective and getting the goals accomplished and being able to actually see okay the like for instance the goal is this from the from from you know the boss boss wants things done this way we can go ahead and get this done. Boom, 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 boom. If we do this, and that's kind of how Zoro is. Whenever, whenever Luffy goes on his random, you know, expo- explorations on a new, on a new island, whatever. Guess who everyone looks to? Zoro. Um. Now, the reason why I say kind of is because in the beginning it was Sanji. When Sanji first got there, when he first got there, whenever something. Now, even though he was kind of more of the trickster so to speak the trickster slash um uh slash shino not shino um shikamaru even though he was more of the trickster slash um shikamaru type in the beginning that's the reason why i say um zora wasn't really the, the second in command and plus sanji always and plus Sanji didn't like zoro and they were and they were always going at it and challenging challenging each other in my opinion, for that kind of second spot. So, you know, Sandy's that cocky dude. He's like, look, I'm, you know, I'm the chef. I'm the great guy. You can't beat me, yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and I felt like when he stepped in, he thought he was going to be the number two. And Zoro was like, Ninja, no, I was here before you. Plus, I'm stronger than you. You're not the number two. You know what I'm saying? So, and it, and that's kind of the reason why I say he kind he kind of wasn't. And, and honestly, in all the fights, um, in the beginning, like with Arlong, with definitely with um Crocodile, definitely with Crocodile, um, but with Arlong, with Crocodile, with um, who else was it? Um, dang, who else was there? I feel like there was somebody else, but there was another main, another big battle that happened where, um, where in my opinion. Sanji, oh yeah, uh, I think it was Enel, um, God Enel, and um, on Sky Island, and though, in my opinion, I, I believe it was those three fights, especially in those three fights, you saw Sanji kind of play more of kind of the second in command type person. Yeah, Zoro fought the second strongest person out of those villains, but that's all he really did. He didn't really like lead. Like he didn't. It wasn't like when you know you know it wasn't like uh usab nami and 
later, I guess later on, because I don't think, because Chopper didn't come, yeah, Chopper came later on, but got, got in, but anyway, it wasn't like, God, it wasn't like Usopp and, and Nami were like, Zora, what do we do, you know what I'm saying, it was more of like, you know, oh crap, we're screwed, because Luke gonna put us in trouble again, yada, 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 and then Sanji, because he's the whole playboy thing with Nami, thus Usopp kind of hangs around, because Sanji's around Nami, and so he just naturally goes towards, you know what I'm saying, him, and they ask, and, and Sandy basically plays the whole. Well, I'm a genius. I can, I can basically do this, that, and the other to trick you guys to, to trick the enemy into doing this and the other, and then we can solve it and, and move on. So, um, all in all, even though, um, like I said, even though in my opinion, and I think it's, I, I think by this point in the show, One Piece is proven. But in my opinion, even though um, Zoro is stronger than Sanji. Um, like I said, Zoro did, in my opinion, it wasn't until when, uh, Kuma, it wasn't until Kuma came the first time after, um, Gecko Moria, after the fight with Gecko Moria, when he took, like I said, my, the, 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 the point when I fell in love with that dude, it wasn't until when he took all of Luffy's pain. And keep him and if, if and keep in mind when he did it, um, Sanji was voting. Now, now Sanji had volunteered to do it. He had volunteered to do it, but Zoro knocked him out. He knocked him out and was like, "Nah, you ain't doing it. I'm doing it." He knocked him out to go to do this. So, um, but it wasn't until he took all of Luffy's pain and was still standing, and on top of that, um. Cause I can't remember who was they fought later. They fought someone important. Like they saw, they fought someone very important. Like right after that, and his wounds hadn't healed yet, and he still won that fight because of the fact that he made that vow after he lost to Mihawk to 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 Luffy to never lose again. But anyway, um, I digress. That's the um that moment was what made me fall in love with Zoro and that and because and because because and i relate to that moment and so so much because of the fact that there's been so many times where i've made a sacrifice for someone that i see as a leader someone that as someone that is that that is or was my boss someone that i believed in i made sacrifices for to be able to you know what i'm saying make things happen and make things work and even if it didn't all go according to plan, it didn't all work out, you know what I'm saying? I still made that level of sacrifice. So seeing Zoro do that, and then, you know, also playing the tough card, knowing that he was basically knocking on Death's door after doing that, and then, but still being able to um, stand and tell Sanji, you know, Sanji's like, hey man, what happened? Where, 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 where all this blood come from? Nothing happened. Don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but like I said, that's where it all comes for me. And like I said, it goes back to being able to relate to a character, being able to see not just the moments, not just the, you know, expressions, to hear the, the sad or happy songs or whatever, or the, you know, the, the, the battle cry songs or something like that. It's not just about experiencing that. It's about putting yourself in that character's, in a sense, shoes or situation 
and being able to not just draw up your own memories and your own feelings about the situation, but being able to relieve, relieve, relive, sorry, um, relive um, the moments that were similar for you in your own life. And then being able, and that's what relating to a character really is. Um, you can relate to a character. Um, like I said, it makes it personal. It makes it a very personal and private thing because of the fact that now you're seeing this character in a sense as kind of like a mini you. And when it, when, when the characters that you really, really like become a mini you, so to speak, it makes it that much more, it means that much more to you about that character's journey. And um, like I said, that's one of the things that I always do in the animes that I watch. Um, I try to, I try to my best to relate to characters. Now, again, this is, and this is one of the reasons why, what makes me kind of pick and choose my anime, because when it comes to characters that I can't relate to, um, you know, if I see characters that I just can't relate to, or I can't really see myself, you know, um, experiencing that kind of, you know, walk of life or whatever they're going through, it makes it harder for me to connect to it, harder for me to be able to watch it. And so even though I can relate to it and I can, I mean, even, even though I can understand it and see it unfold and everything, it's still something where it's like, okay, can't really relate to it, understand it right now, yada, yada, yada. But, um, but yeah, so again, that was my topic for the day, guys. Just wanted to go ahead and shoot that out there for you guys. Next time, I'll probably do another, um, I'll do, I'll probably do a couple more overs, um, before I get back to doing actual episodes of reviewing shows and reviewing anime. But until then, guys, don't want to Peace.